Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 4th of August 2022, the last working day for crypto and coffee at 8. And tomorrow, that is Friday, we have Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out the episodes that are going to be released tomorrow. The market looks pretty much the same since the last 24 hours. The big news is about Solana, not for good reason as well. They have suffered a massive exploit, but this exploit has more to do with the actual wallets. And looks like ever since Anatoly, Yakovenko, who is the co-founder of Solana, tried to talk trash about Bitcoin, Solana seems to be in trouble. They have had numerous outrages where they have decided to produce block and now a massive exploit. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about what that exploit was all about and how the Bitcoin community and how Bitcoin Magazine has reacted to the news. August is starting out to be the month of hacks and exploits and earlier today there was another hack and this hack has to do with an exchange that claimed to be the world's most secure digital asset exchange. So ZB Exchange has faced a hack of 4.8 million dollars and we are very briefly going to talk about it. What's really ironic is that ZB Exchange Twitter handle still says that it is the world's most secure digital assets so definitely not a good look. Regarding Robinhood, we have two negative news as well. The first one is to do with the employee count and looks like redundancy is in play for Robinhood. And the second news is to do with the fine which has been imposed on the Robinhood's cryptocurrency section. Regarding UAE, I have two news. And the first news is about an event that takes place on the 26th of this month that is called a Central Bank Digital Currencies, The Basics, Threats to Freedom, and the role in the metaverse. So I'm going to be sharing what to expect from that session in today's episode. The second news is where I plan to release an episode on Dubai being the world leader in Web3, that is cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology and metaverse. And the reason for me to do this is because yesterday the Dubai Media Office has released a brilliant article that gives a summary of what Dubai has been doing in the past, what it is currently doing and what the plans are in the near future. So I'm going to be releasing a standalone episode which would roughly be around 40 to 60 minutes. So in today's episode I'm going to be talking about what are the details that will be in that episode. So welcome everyone it's Atim you're in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news and occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from 8.30am to 9am Gulf Standard Time from the cryptocurrency world. And remember, every Friday, that is tomorrow, we have an episode called Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out the episode that's going to be released tomorrow. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And what I tend to do is I tend to publish a daily and a weekly report via my LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. Alternatively, you can also go to my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com and search for crypto blog section or you can also go to the media website and search for blockchain dxb so let's kick start today's episode 
Today is the 4th of August 2022 and the global market to be honest looks relatively the same and since the last 24 hours it is up by 1.87% and the market cap is currently at $1.8 trillion. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours has gone down and it is currently at $66 billion. So since the last 24 hours it has gone down by 12.39%. The volume of DeFi is currently at 6.01 billion dollars and DeFi accounts for 9.24% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. And guys again going back to the later part of 2020 and the and the first 6 months of 2021 the DeFi volume used to hover around 16 to 18% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume but 2022 it's definitely not looking the best year for DeFi. The volume of stablecoins now is at $60.69 billion. And stablecoin accounts for 91.87% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Bitcoin, the king of all kings, is currently at $23,135. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 1.10%, but over a period of 7 days, it is down by 0.01%. Ethereum is currently at $1,652 and since the last 24 hours, it is up by 1.91% and since the last 7 days, it is marginally up by 0.53%. One of the biggest gainers from the cryptocurrency world is Binance Coin and it has shot up to $305 and since the last 24 hours, it is up by 7.92%. There have been quite a lot of announcements being made so far as Binance is concerned. Could that be the reason why the price has pumped up? I definitely think so. One of the announcements that Binance did was the exchange increases support for XRP and Litecoin. And according to the recent announcement, Binance DeFi staking has just added support for XRP and Litecoin. So what can happen now is that users can stake their Litecoin and XRP. And this started from the 3rd of August and users can earn 1.40% annual percentage rate in rewards. So these are the reasons why the price of Binance coin has actually pumped up. Now on the Twitter, CZ, the CEO of Binance has also tweeted that Frank Muller, one of the luxury watch manufacturers, has started accepting Binance coin or BNB for their watches. So definitely bullish for Binance coin and I've been saying this quite often 2022 looks like to be a very promising year for Binance coin and apart from adding staking Binance has also tweeted that Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, Lido, DAO and Optimism has been added to the list of supported assets on locked savings. What I would really recommend you guys to do is go to Binance's tweet, read through the tweets and apart from that also read through the blogs they have loads of information updated on the blog now let's kick start today's news about solana looks like ever since anatoly yakovenko started talking trash about bitcoin solana has been having problems they've been having problems so far as the blockchain is concerned and they have decided to make a centralized decision to go ahead and stop producing blocks this time however they have suffered an exploit and the exploit has more to do with the wallets and not necessarily on the blockchain. What happened is that Solana suffered an exploit and roughly 8,000 Solana based wallets have been compromised. For Solana, the solution is pretty simple. Make a centralized decision. 
make sure that all those who are affected their transactions do not go into the block. This is just a centralized decision. I really am hoping that Solana actually does not do that. But this hack has more to do with the actual wallets and not necessarily the blockchain technology. Anatoly Yakovenko did actually clear some information via Twitter. He said that the exploit mostly has to do with iOS supply chain and not necessarily Solana. So what I'd really recommend you guys to do is follow his Twitter and he has requested people to move their assets out of the mobile wallets and preferably transfer them into Ledger. Because of this particular exploit, a lot of the Bitcoin maximalists have been providing fake news once again and they've started saying that Bitcoin has never had an attack and Bitcoin Maxine as a matter of fact tweeted that you can't hack Bitcoin. But what if we were to bring the conversation of Mt. Gox? Mt. Gox did not necessarily directly have an impact on the Bitcoin network as such but the cryptocurrency exchange got hacked. It's a similar situation so far as Solana is concerned. The wallets got hacked and not necessarily the Solana blockchain. That being said, personally, I'm not a fan of Solana because in the past, several times, they have made the decision to stop producing blocks. But let's wait and see how it turns out to be. This particular month of August is not looking good for hacks and exploits. And Finance Magnets has also reported an article that over $6 million has been drained from Solana's hot wallet. Now, because of all these hacks and because of all these exploits, Bybit, a cryptocurrency exchange, has announced that it is suspending Solana deposits and withdrawals. Unclear at this point of time if other cryptocurrency exchanges are starting to do the same thing. Again, going back to Satoshi Nakamoto's second line of white paper, the main benefits are lost if a central meadery is required to stop double spending problem. So definitely not a good look for the cryptocurrency exchange. This month of August is definitely turning out to be the month of hacks and exploits. There is an exchange called ZB Exchange. Now, what is really ironic is that they are mentioned on their Twitter profile and they advertise themselves as the world's most secure digital asset exchange. But unfortunately, they have faced an hack as well. And this has been reported by a security firm called Pex Shield. And the announcement was made via Twitter. Now, in the Twitter post, they actually showed data that $4.8 million in different cryptocurrencies have been transferred out of the exchange. And some of them are Shiba Inu, USDT, and Matic. And these funds got transferred on Tuesday. Immediately after the news, ZB Exchange has also tweeted that due to the sudden failure of some core applications, deposits and withdrawal services are now suspended. Again, going back to the second line of Bitcoin white paper written by Satoshi Nakamoto, the main benefits are lost if a central mediary is required to prevent double spending. Not your keys, not your crypto. But few days ago, we also talked about your keys and not your crypto. And that had to do with the NOMAC hack. So it looks like August is turning out to be the month for hacks and exploits. Let's move on to next news that is about Robin Hood. So let's move on to news about Robin Hood. And looks like Robin Hood is also having a terrible month for the month of August. The Robin Hood is an American financial services company which is headquartered in California. And Robin Hood facilitates commission-free traders of stocks, exchange-traded funds, and cryptocurrencies. And Ray Dalio, who's one of the legends in the finance industry, 
has always said nice things about Robin Hood. But the news is that Robin Hood has decided to reduce its workforce by 23%. And the reason that they have cited is due to deterioration of the macro environment. So approximately 780 employees will be laid off. So the CEO and founder, that is Lad Tenow, she wrote a blog. So I'd really recommend you guys to go out and read through the blog. Definitely not good given the current market situation. Another not so good news regarding Robinhood is that the Wall Street Journal has reported that the Robinhood's crypto unit has to pay a fine of $30 million. So the news is that Robinhood's crypto unit has to pay 30 million penalty for AML and consumer protection violation and the news was announced by the New York State Department of Financial Services. What they allege is that Robinhood violated anti-money laundering and cyber security regulations. So definitely not the best month for Robinhood. So the superintendent Harris has said as Robinhood grew its business, Robin Crypto failed to invest the proper resources and attentions to develop and maintain a culture of compliance, a failure that resulted in significant violations of the department's anti-money laundering and cybersecurity regulations. All virtual currency companies licensed in New York State are subject to the same anti-money laundering, consumer protection, and cybersecurity regulations as traditional financial services company. DFS, that is the Department of Financial Services, will continue to investigate and take actions when any license violates the law or the department's regulations, which are critical to protecting consumers and ensuring the safety and soundness of the institutions. So definitely not good for Robin Hood. Now let's talk about some positive news from the cryptocurrency sphere. Around 1100 million euros will be invested in FC Barcelona. So if you are a soccer fan, this is definitely massive and a positive news. So the news is that Socios.com will invest 100 million euros in FC Barcelona Metawash Push in return for a 24.5% stake. So FC Barcelona announced via the website that the sale of 24.5% of Barca Studio to company Socio.coms for 100 million euros. And the reason for that is to accelerate the club's audiovisual blockchain NFT and Web3 strategy, so definitely brilliant use. Now, Socios.com is a company that is dedicated to the development of fan engagement tokens for the sports organization. And Alexandra Dreyfus, who is the CEO of Socios, said, Barca Studios can now leverage our technology, expertise, and global scale to help roll out the club's Web3 content strategy and deliver new long-term revenue streams that will benefit the club for seasons to come. So what are your thoughts guys? I definitely think that this is a great move but I do think that it is way too early to be investing in it now because when I research about Metaverse and when I look at the Web3 development, I do think probably 8 to 10 years down the line is when Metaverse does turn out to be mainstream. Maybe it would have been a good idea to maybe wait for maybe 2 or 3 years from now but what are your thoughts about it? Drop it in the comments below. Now let's move on to news from UAE. There are two news that I'd like to talk about. The first one is an event that takes place on the 26th of August from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Gulf Standard Time. And the event is about central bank digital currencies. The actual name of the event is Central Bank Digital Currencies, The Basics, Threats to Freedom 
and its role in the metaverse. Again, it's going to be a completely free event and you can register for it via eventbrite.com. Hey guys, you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. Now what I plan to do is I might also go live on two apps that is Podbean, which is one of the best podcasting apps and on Twitter space as well. Again, no registration is needed. You just plug into it and listen to it. And the purpose of this session is to educate the general mass on what is central bank digital currencies and how will it affect our day-to-day life. The session is essentially broken down into two parts. That is part A and part B. And part A is where I'm going to be talking about what is central bank digital currencies, the history of central bank digital currencies, how will central bank digital currencies work, the current state, the future state, and the countries that are currently studying and working on central bank digital currencies. I'll also talk about how El Salvador making Bitcoin a legal tender had an impact on CBDCs and International Monetary Fund's stance on CBDC. And I'll also talk about when will UAE launch its central bank digital currencies. Now in part B, which is something which a lot of crypto enthusiasts and blockchain enthusiasts will be interested in, is I'm going to be talking about the differentiation between CBDCs versus Bitcoin and are CBDCs a threat to freedom. I'll discuss the political implications, the support and resistance to CBDC and the role of China in CBDC. And I'll also be exploring the different types of CBDCs that is the wholesale CBDC, retail CBDC, multiple CBDC. And finally, I'll talk about central bank digital currencies role in the metaverse. I absolutely love Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but I do think when you talk about metaverse, it would be much better for the users, for the platform and just for the entire ecosystem to actually accept and utilize central bank digital currencies in comparison to cryptocurrencies. But we're going to be exploring that in detail at the session. The next news is about an episode that I plan to release. And this episode is going to be talking about how Dubai will be the world leader in the Web3 movement. And it's essentially a compilation of what Dubai has been doing so far as blockchain is concerned, cryptocurrency section is concerned, and Web 3.0 is concerned. Now, one of the reasons why I want to do this episode is because the Dubai Media Office released a brilliant article that actually says that Dubai is the world leader. So definitely brilliant news for Dubai. So the podcast will be a standalone episode and it will be roughly for 40 minutes to 60 minutes and it will be available on all podcasting platforms. And in that podcast, there's going to be really strong emphasis on government support and initiatives taken by the government to boost the sector. I'll be talking about the different governing bodies and strategies, past strategies and how it has impacted the current state. So we'll be exploring the current state and the policies and regulations and future ambitions and goals of Dubai. And I'll also talk about a couple of events that help support this vision. There are core areas that I'll be talking in this particular episode, such as the Dubai Blockchain Strategy, the Dubai Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority, often called as VARA. I'll also talk about the World Trade Center, the partnership it has with Binance, and I'll also talk about DMCC, that is Dubai multi-commodity center and we'll talk about crypto center and crypto valley we'll also talk about dubai's coders challenge we'll also be talking about the dubai metaverse strategy now guys i've already released an episode 
on the biometaverse strategy. So I really urge you guys to go ahead and listen to it. It covers pretty much everything so far as Dubai Metaverse strategy is concerned. But I'm going to be revisiting on the Dubai Task Force, on the Dubai Metaverse Assembly, and the Museum of the Future, and the whole project of Fun Human Reality. I'll also be talking about Dubai Global, where Dubai plans to have 50 offices in five continents, and how these initiatives by the government does actually help Dubai to become the number one leader in Web3, in cryptocurrencies, blockchain, and metaverse. I'll also talk about the Dubai Futures Forum and we'll also discuss a venture capital fund for startups which is in DIFC. And I'll also talk about a latest news about the Higher Committee for Future Technology and Digital Economy which was announced last week. And we'll also look at restructuring of the Dubai Municipality and how all of these things are combined and linked. So it's definitely going to be a very informative episode. I'll talk on the impact these initiatives has had on Dubai. That is the number of exchanges that have been set up, such as Binance, Crypto.com, Bybit. We'll also look at some homegrown cryptocurrency exchanges, such as BitOasis, CoinMena, even Karsha Exchange, which is the oldest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. And we'll also look at DeFi solutions like Galaxy Digital, CoMiner, which I covered a few weeks ago, and Breven Harvard. And we'll also discuss some blockchain startups, We'll also discuss some custodial services and hardware wallets too. And regarding events are concerned, I'll be talking about the Future Blockchain Summit, which is if not one of the biggest events in the world. So we'll go ahead and explore what that is, how that actually helps in Dubai being the world leader in the Web3 world. We'll also talk about the Future Innovation Summit, dabble a little bit about the Crypto Expo and a massive event which takes place on the 28th and 29th of September at the Museum of Future and hopefully at that point of time is when they release an NFT which the Museum of the Future is releasing in partnership with Binance and I'll also talk about the numerous NFT projects and events that are currently taking place in Dubai. So that's all for today guys on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com or you can also check out my website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kickstart the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. We have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover job news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Vincent who asks, what do you think about India 
having a heavy tax on cryptocurrency exchange. Now, personally, Vincent, I'm absolutely not a massive fan of that move. Having so many people in India, particularly of the younger generation, who are quite keen on getting into cryptocurrency exchange, it is definitely not a right move to actually go ahead and increase the taxation in India. Now, so far as India is concerned, it is one of the most brilliant vibrant countries in the world. The biggest problem that what I have noticed is that India has particularly had a hate relationship towards Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. There are two parties which are of real importance. One is the Reserve Bank of India and the Supreme Court. The Reserve Bank of India does not like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but the Supreme Court is in favor of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now, I'm entirely not sure if there is a political involvement and alignment with either of these parties. But the Reserve Bank of India, right since the very beginning, has said negative things about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and needless to say that they are now in favor of introducing central bank digital currencies. The Supreme Court, on the other hand, they have reversed several decisions where there were bans on Bitcoins and cryptocurrency exchanges. I remember back in the day, I believe it was in 2018, where the bank accounts could be blocked if they found any cryptocurrency transactions. That was reversed and this reversal was done by the Supreme Court. So India generally has a hate relationship so far as Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is concerned. Doing the taxation thing of 30% definitely, definitely doesn't help. As a matter of fact, a few months ago, I talked about how uh, the CEO and founders of Wazir Exchange decided to move to Dubai. Now, the CEOs have decided to move to Dubai, not the entire operations. But imagine, guys, paying 30% taxation. That is a ridiculously high amount. What I'm really, really confused about India is that the finance minister, who is Nirmala Shetty, she's a really well-educated person. And she had a very top position in PwC in London. So she's definitely well aware about the financial market. She's extremely well aware of the cryptocurrency too. She has been on and off about cryptocurrencies. Sometimes she says positive things about cryptocurrencies, but she's the one who introduced the central bank digital currencies. And one thing which I talked about a couple of weeks ago is that she actually introduced central bank digital currencies and everyone started applauding her and trying to talk positive things about it. It is not right because you need to understand what central bank digital currencies are in comparison to, let's say, cryptocurrencies. Once you understand what it is, then Vincent, I'm really not sure why you would want to support central bank digital currencies over cryptocurrencies. If you were to compare central bank digital currencies with fiat currencies, it does have few advantages. One of them being is that it becomes easier to transfer funds. But that being said, uh, CBDCs are still fiat currencies. The advantage is that CBDCs may not be backed by a debt-based monetary system. So we'll be exploring that, Vincent, on the session that we have on the 26th of August. But talking about cryptocurrencies, definitely not a good move to have 30% taxation. If India really wants to adopt cryptocurrencies, want people to benefit by it, the taxation should only go down to zero. That's when you'll see a lot of startups, a lot of people moving into India. Look at Dubai. Dubai has, if not one of the most user-friendly space. It has the best infrastructure and the taxation is free. That's one of the reasons why all of the top cryptocurrency exchanges, including exchanges from India, are deciding to move to Dubai. 
So the taxation is definitely not right. And one thing, Vincent, what I've mentioned in one of the episodes that I released a month ago was that I've been seeing a lot of the events taking place in Dubai and the organizers are from India too. I'm not sure this because of taxation is the reason why they're having these events in Dubai because I grew up in Mumbai and in Mumbai to have international artists the taxation was 100%. So when I was in Mumbai and growing up we never had a chance to see any international artists and the reason being the taxation was 100%. There were other states such as Bangalore and Delhi is where the international artists would actually visit and perform. And going back to cryptocurrency exchange, 30% is definitely, definitely not good. It is not good for the people, definitely not good for the state, and not good for the cryptocurrency sector as well. So that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website, that is www.blockchaindxb.com. And you can also check out my website called area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you guys like listening to this podcast, please give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse, and how the series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East from Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day. Bye-bye.